This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Daryl Sabon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pudil. And I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I'm here with Jamie, as always. Uh, Jamie, how are you? Are you alright? Not bad, Mucker, not bad. Good, good stuff. Um, it's getting kind of uh, same old, same old, isn't it? It's just me and you talking about uh, yet another podcast. Uh, Wednesday defeat. Um, this time at the, at the hands of Norwich. Uh, yeah, uh, how did you uh, how did you see that game earlier on? What uh, what were your, what were your main thoughts? Uh, main thoughts was if 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 you can sort of say this, like there were a few positives for the first time in ages. Um, that's my main thoughts that there were some we could have took the game, but all in all, it's the same same result at the end of the day again, and it's it's not good enough, but. There's just a few reasons. Like every week, there's a reason why we lost it, and they were rubbish. This, they were rubbish that. Day. I just thought there were a few individual errors that were being prevented. But yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it a bit more later on. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, like like if you really. I mean, after that first half, I were I were quite optimistic. I thought you know we thought we played quite well. I thought we limited Norwich to only a few opportunities. Um, obviously, Jordan Rhodes got his goal in it. Um, you know, we've said it time and time and time again. Give him that chance in six yard box. There's only one outcome. He's going to put it in back in there. It just seems to come to him. But I think we all thought the same, didn't we? Half time, mate. We all thought the same. Me and you said it. WhatsApp and all that. But we all thought the same. We played all right. One up at half time. It was just going to lose two one. It we just we it it was the only outcome. Unfortunately, and pessimistic to say, it was the only outcome that was going to happen from that game. It was, it's always good to score a goal, but I just thought scoring a goal after what were it seven minutes? I think it were. I just thought. I mean. You know, there's never a right or wrong time to score, but I just thought for us to be holding on for what another eighty, 
you know, 80, 85, 85 minutes, 86 minutes or so. I just thought it was going to be, a, you know, a tall ask. Um, like I said, in that first half, they, they weathered the storm. We had a few chances as well. Reach had a, had a shot, which he perhaps should have done a bit better with. Um, there were Harris. He got in some good positions. I thought first half he was playing. I thought he was playing really well. But again, we just we'll go back to that um, that weakness and that kind of you know not strong enough to to hold on to a victory. And it, like you said, exactly exactly that when it were half time and you're thinking wait a minute they're going to come out all guns blazing and when Pookie scored that first goal which it were a cracking finish weren't it to be, to be fair and I, and I don't like talking about the other team but it were it were a good a good a good finish and when he scored that goal I just thought here we go we just only one outcome after that didn't we yeah just one after other after other um, I mean just just one thing I was going to touch on um Obviously, it's it's clear to see that Darren Moore likes to play out front back, doesn't he? He's, he's a proper footballing coach. He wants you know he wants everything on the deck and stuff like that. Tom Lees is not a ball playing defender. I, I no. hate to say, but he is not he's not that person that that we're looking for. I mean, on a few occasions, there were one where he just put it straight out of play, straight out of touch. He's, you know, someone closed him down, and that when he just panicked. And then there was another one where he played it back to Westwood, and it was about six foot off at ground I thought what's he what's he doing um, I think it, you know he's one of them players that you know, I know he lost his, lost his captain's armband but I don't think he's the type of player that, that Darren Moore kind of wants in his uh, in his back four I think a lot of the time James like you'll well, you will probably agree with me. I think a lot of people will agree with me. When we're passing it about back, you, you just sat there with your hand over your face, looking off at the wall, just going, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, what you, just get a bit of it, get a bit of it. Like, you literally, that's what you're thinking. But then you look at Westwood's kicking it awful today. The amount of times you kicked it out, or just, it, I don't know, it was just, it were awful. Like you say, back, again, I think Hutchinson just looks solid. I think he was brilliant. Like, all it takes for Wednesday for our fans to love somebody. Is something like what Hutchinson did this week when he come out and he said, "I want to. It's not for money. It's not for this. It's not for that. I want to be here. I want to play." You could see anywhere. You could. See, but that is that's the type of players we want. That's all we need. But it, on the pitch today, like we, he always looked a bit dodgy. He's he never looks threatening when we have corners and things like that. Like even before we get on to this, today's performance, Bannon, he was awful. The amount of times, the first time today, I've noticed the amount of times he tried to do these balls and they were so daft. So stupid. They didn't pay Just watching it, playing front back. If you're playing front back, then Bannon then has to come back a bit and take that ball. But it weren't. But then when we're attacking, he's too bad. I, I don't get. I don't get it. But at the same time, more. I love him. I think he's got a bit of something about him. You could see we're passionate. You could see we're devastated at the end. And yeah, I like. I like him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're with with Darren Moore. I think it's clear to see that we are obviously building for. Building for next season, um, I, I don't see where. I mean, before the game started, I did have a bit of optimism. I thought this is that game where we're going to win. Like it's just sod's law that we're going to we're going to beat Norwich. The run that they're on, the run that we're on, it's just the Wednesday way in it that we that we're going to pick up three points. Uh, but when the more and more I look at it, I just think we're not. I, I just can't see where where the points are going to come from. You know, I mean, I'm going to touch on it a bit later on, but you can see that the players are getting on each other's backs as well uh, if you, on a few on a few occasions. That Windass uh, moment, like I said, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit a little bit later. Um, it's just I don't on paper. You look at the players that we've got. 
I mean, you compare it to like, let's say Barnsley side, that Barnsley side who were going to be playing in a, um, what is it, uh, a week today, a week yesterday, I think it is. And there's not many of their players that at the start of the season you'd have swapped for, for ours, if any, to be, to be perfectly honest. But yet, but yet look at where they are and look at what we're doing. I, I mean, is, is it a confidence thing? Is it a, I don't know what 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 I can't really put my finger on why we're playing so bad. Well, somebody put it in that group again, and they were saying, "Look at I'm not, I'm not I'm sorry, but look at team Barnsley. There's no pressure on him. There's nothing to. There's no pressure to achieve. There's no there's just nothing. Like when you're a team like that playing free for when there were no pressure on Wednesday team that we had. We that's when we were at our best. So you can't compare him. Not not only that, there's no point in us comparing us to anyone else. The fact is, where where we are, it don't matter how good our players are. They, they're not gelling together, not working together for whatever reason. They're just you can say confidence or whatever. But we went, we got, we went out, we won nil up. We're trying, we're, we're having some shots on goal or whatever. So you can't just say when we will go one one. It's you, there's no confidence. Whatever you've got to just, I don't know. It's just I don't know what it is. It, it's just individual errors. It's individual errors. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair though, the two goals. I think you could probably say that that second goal, Palmer come, you know, rush of blood to his head. He come rushing out, didn't he? And uh, and that meant that that well, I, can't, I forgot what his name is now, but that that kid could uh, you know got onto his left foot and he just hit it in top in top corner. To be fair, I don't think you could say there was anything that Westwood could have done uh, with that one. Not room, not room. Couldn't have done with any room. But not only not only that, James. This is the this is the point I'm trying to make. So basically, we're one 0 up. When when Palm plays that ball through to Harry, it was a brilliant play, but Harry said was just a bit too hard, just a bit past him, right? Can you remember it, yeah? So yeah. if he were a tiny bit softer, right? If it were a tiny, tiny softer, he's got a one on one with keeper, nine times out of ten, anyone will score from there, right? Then it's two nil. It's a different game. When Reach we're one nil up, Reach on edge ups. Normally, well, not normally, but he can score from there. He's well, it. Puts it either side of goalkeeper, and it's a goal, isn't it? Well, this, this, this is my point, mate. So when we're one 0 up, we have these chances, yeah. So we have chances with two 0 but it's all about these little slight margins. So we've gone one 0 up through that goal. Then we've had a few chances, blah blah blah. When they got their one chance, Pookie took it. The second chance, he hit it in top corner. Uh, that is the difference. People, teams taking the chances. That is the only difference between the two the games today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we've been crying out for it, haven't we? The amount of times that that we've yeah, squandered chances and we, and we thought like, oh, you know, if that had just gone in or if that had just gone other side at goalkeeper or, or whatever it whatever it is. But yeah, we, we it must come down to a confidence thing. I mean, to be fair, I, I would just say, one of my mates text, text me saying, oh, reach the scored that one. I said, well, can't be too greedy. I'm just glad that he actually got it on target. You know, uh, <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? We, we can't, you know, he's, he's, at least he's made, well, I don't think he's made keeper work. He's hit it straight at him, really. Like I said, any, either side. I mean, that goal that Pookie scored, that, that was pure confidence, that. That was like absolute top bin, weren't it? I, I, I thought he missed at first when he when he hit it, but that was going uh, nowhere else other than that other than that top top corner. Um it's it's just again it, it we, you know we, we always talk about how many times we've gone behind and, and not got any points and then now we've uh, when we go ahead that's that's twenty three points now that we've uh, that we've lost this season from leading positions which is inevitable where you know looking at where we are in the in the table yeah so James the thing is mate when I watching I watching with my little brother and my stepdad downstairs and it me, um, I think it was seventy six minute or whatever but it came up on the screen and it said. Goals in the last 15 minutes at games, Wednesday and Norwich, and he said it next to each other, right? And 
literally as it was on the screen and I was sat there saying, because they don't watch it as much as me, I was sat there saying, look, look what's been happening here. Or, as we're saying that, it happened again. And I think even the most optimistic Wednesday fan, because I was a bit optimistic before it, I thought this would be sort of game Wednesday would win. When that happened, you just, you, you could not even turn it off because you're not, you can't do it no matter how much you hate him. But you, there's never anything going to happen from there apart from Norwich going to win. And end of. And now we are getting onto that end of game. It's all right points from losing positions and all that. We, whatever. That, when you're on about confidence, it don't matter how much confidence you've got. If you want to look, reach, reach and score from there, you can score. Don't matter about confidence. So can anyone else on team on pitch? But that there, when you're on, we've got to go move on to that wind. That's you were you saw it. I, I've everyone commented on it, everyone posted all over Facebook. He's he has to play him in there. Not only that, let, let me give praise, massive praise to Pelly Pessy because he was fantastic today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, was, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I hearing myself right here? Are you giving praise to Joey Pellipesi? It was, it was, yeah, but normally it's the other way around. That reach for awful. Pellipesi was brilliant today. It was absolutely, and he, and he has got passion. He always has had passion, but he's just not normally good. It was brilliant today. He's made that run again. I don't know how he got there, but he got there, and it doesn't matter if it was Pellipesi or anyone, right? All you've got to do is play him in simple. He's, he, Windash, you can't say he ain't got confidence. He has, he always has, he's always been at people, blah, blah. For their goal, their second goal, he's just running, just running and running, and you can't fault him because he's trying to be attacking. But at the same time, he's giving it away and he's scored. So for that chance there, for his reaction, for Windass' reaction, it just shows the lack of respect he has for people. For him to look at him there, and I'm not going to repeat exactly what he said, but he basically said, "Shut the whatever up, like piss, piss off sort of thing." If it had been other way around, Billy Pess is in that position to pass it to Windass for a start. Every, anyone would have passed it there. Anyone. But if they didn't, can you imagine what the sh- grief he'd have given back? He's just yeah, got, he yeah. just looks like he's got no respect for me whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you just don't want to see it, do you, really? Like, and, and I'm sure if Darren Moore's picked up on it, which I'm, I'm sure he will have picked up on it, you know, it's, it's all over social media and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure he'll be having quite quite strong words with, with Windass because um, you, you just don't want to see it, do you? I, I know everyone's frustrated. I mean, at the time, it were only one one as well. We weren't, you know, we weren't even losing it. We we're only, you know, we were still, we were still in the game. Uh, and like I said, I know he's, I know he's only trying hard and stuff. And I know emotions are running high, but, but you've got, you know, you just can't be doing that. That, that's just, you know, yeah, you've got to slip him in, and he's gonna have a better chance at scoring than what, than what he is. It is. Uh, I don't. Would it, would it, would it still one one? I thought it would. Yeah, no, it ran, it ran 67th minute. It was one one at the time. Oh, really? um, well, yeah, either, either way with that, you'd like you're on about a lot of people coming out on Facebook again. I know I always refer to this, but I do. And, um, well, that shows why Paul listened now with him and blah, blah, blah. And whatever, for whatever reason, his, his dad was saying, Windass, Dean Windass, he, he was saying, Amadi, Amadi, get or whatever. You don't mind it when because you'd rather these players be in your team than play against them. But at the same time, when you're at bottom like that and you, you need wins or you need points or whatever, you've got to. You, you've, <sighs> You've got to think about team. You've got to think just everybody but yourself. Like they were ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like, it was the easiest pass on planet. Yeah, the thing is, I, I, it's kind of almost like thinking, oh, maybe, maybe his contract's up at the end of the season, and he's trying to like you know get a deal to go somewhere else. But he's not. He, he's he's one of the few players that's actually contracted until next year. You know, you know if you know if he was thinking that, or if if we always talk about things like this, you know, if, if a player's wants to get a contract or whatever, it doesn't matter, right? If a, if a player runs there like he did, makes a good run, and then slips somebody in for a one-on-one who scores, that's going to impress you more more anyway. You don't, do you know what I mean? Even if if yeah. you know, even if he scores that goal there, 
I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have think it. I wouldn't have gone mad. Obviously, I'd have been, I'd have gone mental, and I'd be like, yes, what a finish. But you'd have still known he should have passed that. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. should, you'd have still known in your head, like, well, yeah, you should have played him in, whatever. There were no good outcome from not, not playing him in. But at the same time, it, it's, it just seems like it's all for one with that team. It really does. Like it's not. Hutchinson is always that. You know, like me personally, I just think me if I were Westwood, for example, when they had that spell, when. They scored the goal, then the hit post, or just just tiny bit of pass post, whatever. And he had all them few shots on goal, and then he's taking a goal kick, and Westwood's picking the ball up, putting it down, and then playing short pass. Westwood needs to hold on to that ball there, and needs to put ball down and start screaming at everyone. Listen, come on, wake up, oh, get some passion, and get like get going. Listen, they've just had two shots. Do this, do that and before he takes a goal kick. Not just right. Come on, let's get back to it. You know what I mean? That's what we need. That's that's something we need, and we haven't got it. That's now what seven defeats on on the spin, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, I think the worst run we had has been eight defeats uh, in a row. Uh, which, yeah, a couple of weeks time, we we could be uh, we could be, be breaking records again. It's just I, I just I know I say it every single week, but I just feel numb. I, I just feel like when that second goal went in, I just like we've said it time and time again. We I just expected it. I just I just. I'm normally shouting and screaming at the at the, at the television, and I, it just went in and I just thought, "Man, there you go." And then, like and I, I said, I said to Favreau when I was when I was watching it, and I, I just said, "When it went one-one, I said put hundred quid on Norwich scoring." I said, "Actually, don't because it's probably odds on." Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like that. Yeah. It's that bad. I could see it coming. It was just building and building and building. And when they when they scored it, that were that were. I mean, I know their managers come out and give us a bit of. A bit of praise and what have you saying? It's their you know best win at season. I don't know if he's just feeling sorry for us or or if he actually genuinely, genuinely felt it or not. I know we pushed him, uh, we pushed him a bit, but when once he scored that first goal, it were only inevitable what we're what we're going to happen uh, happen after. I mean, just moving off off that game, yeah. You know, just a couple of just a couple of things. Obviously, it were confirmed. Uh, early in the week that Liam Shaw is actually going to Celtic. I know we kind of knew that anyway, but you know the clubs come out and said that uh, that yeah he has signed a pre-contract agreement with with Celtic, so he will be going. Uh, he will be going in the summer. Um, I mean, what what's your thoughts on the whole on the whole saga? I, say, I know we've spoken about it before, right. but have you have your thoughts changed at all? No, my, my thoughts are this: like when you're trying to see me, right, you're having all this grief about this and that and everything and financial fair play and blah, blah, blah and getting sued for this and do- and then as soon as you hear about him, he's going, it's, yeah, Wednesday you're suing Celtic for this and that. You're just thinking, for God's sake, like, just, that's my first thought was, like, just leave it, just give, have a day off. Like, we don't need to sue no one for nothing. Like, just leave, just let it go. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we make an extra hundred grand or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's going blah, 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 end of. We don't need to sue no one for nothing. Just let it, like, I just, that's the first thing I thought, like, just stop making, because now it's just another thing on top of your head, like, when's the appeal against this and against that? And it's just something else. Like, if they let that go or whatever, just, oh, fair enough, well, they let that go. This It's just like they want to appeal for everything. He wants to do something about everything and just, oh, it weren't right. He shouldn't have, they shouldn't have appealed, uh, uh, approached him at this and that or whatever. Whatever, just, who cares? Who cares? He's gone. The thing that weren't right were the fact that he's let his contract run out. So they've all, they've only got themselves to blame, really. Like the 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 rule is that teams outside of England can come in for for players that uh, that have got six months left on the contract. Sure, had six months left. Celtic have come in 
and he's signed for him. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that we've we'd, they'd have had talks with Wednesday and Shaw's weighed the two up and gone, they're offering me this and Celtic are offering me that. And he's just, it's clearly what we're offering him ain't good enough. And I'm sure if if the two weren't quite the same and we were offering him a little bit less, it probably would have stayed because like we've talked about before, he's a, he's a Wednesday fan and stuff like that. But clearly, Celtic are offering him a, a much better package than what we are. For, for a start, they've, they've got a lot more money. But not only that, if, if they're offering them something, like we can't, we've obviously not come back and said, right, we'll give you this, we'll give you that or whatever. Whatever, whatever's gone off. But what I will say is, another thought I had about it is it does show how much chairmen are involved and how much they are involved in wanting players. Because if you think about it, it was Lennon that were there when they made offer, when it, when it were all sorted and they were going to sell to and whatever. And then he's, since he's gone, Lennon's gone, you'd have thought then, right, they haven't got a new manager or blah, blah, blah. We'll leave that until new manager comes or let him do his own players or whatever. But he's still gone through and even even more since he's left, it's been guaranteed. It's happened, whatever. So it just shows that chairman there is the sort of person who wanted him sort of thing because it, it's still gone on. So chairmen are involved a lot more than we think, I suppose. But not only that, he's a good player and everything. And if it had stayed, he'd have been best player ever. Do you know what I mean? But he, he does make a lot of bad tackles. He's He's got a good future and everything, but at the end of the day, he's going. I don't blame him, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I don't either. I think, I think you know, fair, fair play to him. He's, he's played for Wednesday. He's scored a goal. He's had a man at match. End of the day, it's his job uh, and he, it's what he gets paid to do. Footballers have quite a short shelf life, don't they? You know what I mean? They get... Not many carry on after the thirty year old, so he's got he's got to earn as much money as he can in in a, you know in a short short space of time. I mean, I just I just want to read out his statement. He said he put um, this is Liam Shaw that he put out on uh, on his social media after discussing the options with my family. I've decided to take on a new challenge, and so I've agreed to join Celtic, one of the most famous and prestigious clubs in the world, on July the first. Now. I don't quite agree with that statement. I don't think Celtic are uh, a prestigious club in the world. They're, they're not bad, but I, I don't quite, uh, I don't quite agree with that. Then he, he went on to say, in the end, I base my decision purely on the f- football aspect. By joining Celtic next season, I will fight for a place in the team, challenging for titles, trophies, and to play in Europe, which is something that I've always dreamed of. And really, you can't really knock him for that can you I mean we're looking at playing the likes of Forest Green and uh, <laughs> people like that in League One he's going to be playing teams in, in Europe if he gets in the side which that's another big if so yeah I, it, like I said he's moved on and we need to do the same we need to move on we do but it, like, I think if if you've got a manager at the time when, when Sean Rea said that we had a Gary Megson sort of manager and there's no chairman bullshit going off or anything he feels more at home. I think it changes a player's mind again, but it just shows again that football, like, I spoke to my family, we've come to the, whatever, all my family is in Sheffield, they're always the fans, but as a unit, we've come together and it's best thing for me, shut up, like, just whatever, it's money, it is money, but it is a good club, it's a big club, there's no drama there, he's going there, he's got to prove a point, whatever, he's gone, end of Liam Shaw, that's it, done. Absolutely. Now, another topic that I know you'd love talking about, uh, obviously the accounts came out, didn't they? Uh, earlier on uh, earlier on this week. Now, uh, it looked quite bad on the uh, on the outset. When people when it first came out, people were like jumping to conclusions saying, uh, oh, look at this, it's all doom and gloom and, and stuff like that. But uh, I listened to um, Kieran Maguire from the, the Price of Football podcast. Um, and he, uh, he's actually on Radio Sheffield as well. And he was saying how 
it's not just Sheffield Wednesday that are in this this sort of problem. It's I think like all the clubs in the Championship are losing money hand over fist. But one thing that stood out for me is that we're losing half a million pound a week. Well, I say we're losing. We were losing because this you've got to remember that these accounts are from like two years ago. But Chancier is putting in what. £26 million, or he's losing £26 million on the football club every, every single year, which I think is just like absolutely astonishing. I mean, is there any football clubs out there that actually make any money? Like, is there, is there any at all? I, I just, I don't, I, you know what, James, with this, I don't know any of this. I don't listen to any of this because it's all, it's all, it's all poke over internet. It's all like your people's opinions. No one knows what goes off behind the scenes. And I, I, <laughs> Obviously, big clubs are making money. Everyone's making money. You have that win where you go to Premier League from from Championship at Wembley or wherever and you get the money and blah, 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 blah. Lockdown obviously affects a lot of things. But fans, fans are not going in. That's a lot of sales like on things like that, whether spending money at ground at half time when you spend money on beers and all this. But at the same time, all of this, all of this, again adds up to where it's gonna, we're going to lose money going down 100% where we make a lot more money staying up so you should, we should have done everything in our power to have got them players in January that we needed that striker or that whatever and not ended up going down but we don't know the situation like I said with money and he's put a lot in we know he's put a lot in however we don't know what goes off behind the scenes we don't know no, we, don't, we don't know yeah, it's funny though because these accounts are like from pre-COVID, so uh, it's before we've we've lost all the revenue from from ticket sales and stuff like that. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to find out when them accounts do come out what the what the state of play is. One thing that stood out for me though as well is that it said something like the average wage for the players is uh, sixteen thousand pound a week. So it just goes to show how much we actually like spending on on wages and on these players that we evidently think aren't good enough they're getting paid a hell of a lot you know because that's an average as well obviously it's gonna be some people on a lot more your likes of jordan Rhodes, kieran westwood that's been touted on on your likes of you know thirty forty thousand pound a week um obviously yeah there's gonna be some people on uh on a lot less i'm guessing your likes of shore and uh brennan and people like that are not gonna be on you know those those dizzy heights but just the amount of money that's in that's in football and the amount of money that these players are getting getting paid it, it just makes me think like is is chancery i know we i know it gets a lot of you know bashing and stuff on the internet and everyone's like saying chancery out and i'm kind of in that you know i'm kind of one of them people as well that i think it, it does need to it does need to go but the, on the other side i don't know who's going to come in and, and buy us but one thing i would say is is he quite clever in that he's got every pretty much all the squad contracts ending at, the, at like all at the same time? I know it looks I know it looks quite bad, but the the money that was spent that we're spending on these on these people on these players is just astronomical. And if it, if all the contracts come to an end, it gives an opportunity to actually look at what we're spending and and you know cut the costs. Um, so and if they don't want to agree to it see you later and we'll get someone else in we'll get two players in for the same price that we're, what we're paying you yeah yeah but again like we could be out we could be out behind it everyone we spoke to ex-players everything they've all said about our chance he was bothered how he loves the club and whatever you you know now the way I look at James that Alonso guy who's on about taking over at Derby now whatever know, but yeah. it, it, it shows for a start for him he's supposed to be a Wednesday fan and that right but he's not for 
right now I'm not getting Wednesday. I'll, that's it. It's gone for another club. So it just it's all money. It's all money. But at the same time, who's going to want to take over at some, some any club at this point with like financial this and that, whatever. But as well, still don't see who took any money whatsoever for the club right now. He's still a multi-millionaire no matter what, right? Let's let's think about this. Chan Siri is still a multi-millionaire whether he leaves Wednesday now or not. So why not take some money from someone and just piss off or whatever? Because it shows he's bothered. He is bothered and he does want to succeed with Wednesday, but he feels like he hasn't he he done where he's come to come because if not, he's still going to be a millionaire, like I said. He, he, do, he won't get any grief. He'll have, somebody will give him a lot of money for the club and that, and he can piss off, but he doesn't. He wants to stay. I think it, I think he is bothered. I think he wants to prove everyone wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's that side, or there's the other side in that he perhaps thinks the, the club's worth a lot more than it's actually than it actually is. Um, you know, he's put a lot of money into it, and he probably thinks that he's going to get the same money out of it. But actually, in reality, the the, the, we, we, the club's not got anything. You know, we're, we're sat in relegation zone, looking destined to play play as football next year in League One. We've got. Players that are all out of contract, so actually, come come summer, we've got all the any players. We haven't got a stadium because he's he's bought it offers. So when when you look at that side of things, who's who, like you said, who is going to come in and, and actually buy us? We haven't got anything going for us. We've got we've got no commercial aspect to the football club. We can't say, oh yeah, but we've got a, a deal with Nike and they're paying us X million a pound a year, or we've got a deal with all these other businesses and stuff. We haven't got anything like that either. So whoever comes in. Ask the start from like the very very beginning, so it's a it's a massive undertaking, and it, it, it must be someone that's kind of perhaps already been been there and done that, not just some person that thinks, oh, I know what, I'll buy a I'll buy a football club and I'll have a I'll have a go because they've got nothing to they've got to basically start again, so it's uh, it's a strange one. I think differences when Mandrick came and he really did make a difference to the club when he came, we were on about an extinct, it was that serious and. We were all petrified of it and stuff like that. But when he come, we knew all he had to do. He had to pay debts off, whatever it were, 27 million, whatever it were. He had to pay debts off to get us all out of the difficulty. And then he had to spend money on players and do whatever he wanted. So fair enough, like he needed 30, 30, 40 million, whatever. Not even that when we league one. But now with him, he wants his, he wants what he wants for the club. So you imagine now, he said he wants, I don't know, say 40 million, for example. Say that he wants 40 million, I don't know about numbers, but say that he does. Whoever's taking over, they don't just need 40 million. They need 40 million, then that's just to get the club and pay somebody off. And then they need to sort out a ground, they need to sort out the players, they need to sort out all these wages, they need to, they need to do a lot more. Do you know what I mean? So the difference is now someone taking over. It's not just, right, this, this club's massive. They're in League One, they're going bust. If I pay them off, I can get make money off them and we can take them up and if you players in lower leagues for a few hundred grand or whatever it's not like that now we're going down we're worth a lot more well it would, it's going to cost a lot more and then you've got to rebuild once you've even bought them off and we're in this state we're in now lockdown and all this and it's just why would anyone do it why yeah I mean you, you just touched on there rebuilding um, I've been saying all week um, for me all these players that are out of contract just get rid of them all like just if we're good at hand, get rid of them all just say, see you later, thank you very much, and let's just start again. The reason being, um, um, how good would it be if, say, we get a new, I don't know, 10 players, 15 players, however many players it is that we need for next for next season, and they all come in pre-season and they're like, think, wow, look at this football club. You know, I'm going to get this football club back into the championship. Whereas if you keep the same nucleus of the side together, this that 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 team will be like, 
you know, they always have last season and season before, like, you know, on the backs all the time, thinking how bad it were when we got relegated. You'd like to think that they would be able to, you know, shake that monkey off the back, but we've clearly not been able to do it during the season. So what's going to change? What's going to change next season? If you get, a, you know, all these players, new, new players in there that are hungry and what Darren Moore wants, then, you know, and get some players that are actually like proven at League One level. It's all right saying, oh, Reach will be absolutely you know, banging him in for fun, or Kadeem Harris will be banging him in for fun in, in League in League One. You never, like, you, you never know. Let, let's get some players in that actually want to play for us. I'm not saying that they don't want to play for us, but let's get let's get a new a new you know some fresh blood in and let's let's really have a go. Um, that's just my that's just my thoughts. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen because to get 10, 12, 13 new players all in pre-season, that's a lot. That's a massive ask. And that's something that you know. You, if you don't get them players in, then what you know, what st- start of season could be an absolute catastrophe. Do you know what I mean? You could just be buying players just or signing them just for the sake of sake of signing them because you need them. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I do, but at the same time, we did it that once when we rebuild, so we can do it again. And touching on that, like you're saying, but the thing is, in League One, these players they can't. I get that they're not signing new contracts because they don't know whether they're staying up. Like. Why would Chancey repay somebody like Reach? I don't know, 20 grand. If we're going down, when we could buy two players for that. I get all that. But at the same time, when you've got Hutchinson, for example, he wants to be him. He wants to be whether in League One, whether in Championship, you can see that or whatever. So Bannon signed his new contract and all this. You, you, you want a few players like that that want to play for us, that want to be here and stuff. But end of the season, I get it. If we go down, get, just get rid of him. Start again. Start again. And if we do buy loads of players and it don't work, it don't work. But... We're not going to go down again. Well, you said that, but I, I, I don't know. But yeah, just go for it. Just, do a just go for it. Just, yeah, just go for it. Just go for it. Rebuild again. Yeah, just have the players. I, say again, you don't want to go off behind the scenes, but if I'm a manager or a chairman, I'm sat there going, right, listen, do you want to be here? Do you actually want to be here? Will you take a pay cut to be at Sheffield Wednesday right now? Yes or no? Like that. But but then it's not like that behind the scenes. Is it? No, absolutely. Now, I'm just going to move on to, um, to the games that are coming up. We go back to playing... Uh, no, like normality's resumed. Two games in a week, so we've got Huddersfield yep. at home on Wednesday. Cliche must win game. <laughs> I'm fed up of saying it now. I think ship sailed to be perfectly honest. So it's just a just a game that we just need to get you know just get some points on the on the board. Um, and then we then we've got another South Yorkshire derby uh, in Barnsley uh, on saturday which is uh which is away from home now the Huddersfield game they've just won the first game in what five games i think they went on you know f- had four defeats and then they've just beat qpr one one nil away from home um they've already beat us once this season uh they beat us two nil at the what's their stadium called john smith's mcalpine i've, I've, I've forgotten now hang john, on. No, john smith's i'm gonna click what it's called it's changed names that many, john, john that many times David. Yeah, knockoff from from Reebok, isn't it? <laughs> it looks like a poor man's Reebok. Um, but well, how do you see how do you see this the, one going then? Yeah, how do you see this one going then again? So this uh, again, I think we'll get a one 0 win. I do think we'll get a one 0 win, and then Barnsley, I reckon we'll get Amis. But now nah, I said last week on last week's podcast, I think we'll stay up, and I don't know what it is about it, but I think we'll stay up. I just can't admit we're down. I can't. But at the same time, which I don't see where we are going to get results from. I just think with with more, he's got to get a bit of luck. He's got to get something. I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we'll be in this field. I really do. I think we'll be in one note. And if we do lose to this field, I'm, I will go. If we lose to this field, we are going down. Fact. That's a fact. Well, that'll be that'll be eight defeats on spin, which is just not acceptable, is it? Like, I mean, 
Rotherham four games in hand or whatever it is above us right it's not there's no, it's only between us Birmingham and Rotherham that we're eight points off already whatever it is above Coventry above them like it's just between those three teams Rotherham we've got all in games in hand like it, Birmingham, yeah, they're rubbish, however, but we we, we have to win. We, we have to win six at least at last eleven, yeah, at least. But, but we, I don't think how many games we've won all season. I don't think we've won six all season, have we? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's well, like, there you go. If we, 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 if we if we lose Huddersfield, we're down. We, we are down if we lose Huddersfield. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna have a look now. Just how many? I don't, I don't even know how many games we have actually actually won. But I, I, I bet it's not a lot. You know what I mean? I bet we haven't, I bet we haven't won. We won five or six at home, didn't we? Win? We're Thompson, we won five and six on top. Yeah, but what we're asking is we're asking for form, we're asking for us to do something in the last few games of the season that we hadn't done all season. You know what I mean? We've won, we've won nine. We've won nine games all season and we've got, what, 11 games left and we're, you were saying we need to win five or six, which is like, you know, it's something we haven't even done all all season. I mean, for me, this Huddersfield game, what they're, they're lying 18th, they've got, you know, they're fighting. Well, I won't say they're fighting for relegation. They, they, they want to, you know, secure. They want to get, you know, enough points just to be, just to be safe. Do you know what I mean? Just to get them over that, over that line. But we do, I, I just, I just want us to win. I just, I'm, I'm fed up of just, you know, with just every week it's just another defeat. And I'm thinking to myself, like, we're gonna win. We've got to win the game. Like, you can't, you can't go this many games without winning. But again you know we, we just we keep getting beat and it, it's just embarrassing like it's not even that it's the fact when we get when you said about these losing positions 23 points now but 20 points last week these losers when we were one nil against Norwich it was never even a, an option that we could lose two points and then we just, so we've only lost two we had to lose game like it's, it's the fact that when every time we're winning we're losing we're not even drawing like, we're just losing every game when we've been in front like Luton 2-0 up at half time but we lost 3-2 like Today, 1 0 up, so we lose 2 1. Norwich, early on in the season, we were 1 0 up with eight minutes left, and we lost 2 1. It's, we're just, it's not even the fact that we're dropping points from it, it's the fact that we're not even drawing once we're fucking in front. I just don't, it's mad. I know, and as well, we've got to look, we've got to look over his shoulder because uh, Wickham won this weekend. They're only uh, two points behind us, so if we're not careful, we're going to, you know, both Sheffield clubs are going to be going down, <laughs> going down absolutely rock bottom, which will be, well, it'll just be an absolute. Disaster, won't it? Really, but uh, yeah. Then we've got Barnsley. Barnsley are on some rate formers, and all they've um, they've fire, won again. Fire. They were they were two one down. They've won three two at uh, Bournemouth. So they've I think they're yep. they're on a stupid run, a bit like what Norwich were. Um, I think they drew. I think they drew the game before that. But they've they've seven seven wins or something, and one and one draw in the last eight games or something ridiculous. They're they're just you know scoring for fun. Um, yeah, if we're not careful. They're going to make an absolute mockery of, of us at their place, yep. uh, which you know I, I don't want. We don't want that to happen. I mean, I, I feel for Darren Moore as well. He's come in. He's left Doncaster, and oh. we've played three games now. And he's had three defeats, and uh, what must he be thinking? Like, unless he's been told that there's absolutely no pressure on you, and you know, not like we know we're going down, but like, see what you can do if you can stay up. Great. He's not going to get sacked, James. I think you know that. I think all Watcher fans like him as well. Like normally, a player manager comes in, whoever you don't like. Pulis, he weren't liked, even just because I don't know, it was negative everything about him. But with with Finger, we we more just the fact of like, saying fantastic club, fantastic club. Before he came, his interview, we were passionate. Whether he has come from a club in a division where below where they might go up, whatever. 
but he, he's gone to a bigger club. We are bigger than Donny. Yeah, if we go down, I still think if you'd have said to him right at the end of the season, Donny, you're going to go up. Wednesday, you're going to go down. You can rebuild and you're doing League One for Sheffield Wednesday. I think he'd have took it, as weird as it sounds, because Donny are going back up. Yeah, they're going to have relegation battle or whatever, but it's a bigger club. It's a bigger challenge and whatever. I just, I just think he knows. He knew what the challenge were, but if we go down, he's going to be in charge and he can rebuild. I like him, I like him. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I have heard, which we're, which I'm which I'm really pleased about, is uh, he's actually gone round everyone in training ground individually and actually like, you know, got to know people on first name terms. I'm not just talking about coaches and stuff. <clears throat> I'm talking like cleaners, people on reception, um, people in accounts or whatever. Literally everyone that works at Sheffield Wednesday has gone round them all. And personally, like, you know, got got to know him, which I think is like, you don't see that anymore. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's quite refreshing. That he's, you know, and he seems like quite a, an optimistic guy and he seems like someone that always looks on the, you know, on the positive side of things. I'm sure he gives people a rollicking as well, but it's good, you know, I can, I can just imagine him going around and saying to everyone, like, you, you mean everything to this club. Like, you might not think it, but what you're doing, whether that's, on reception or whatever it is, you're actually making a difference to this football club and you're, you know, all right, the players do it on the pitch, but you're helping them do them do their job and kind of giving people like a, a self-worth because at the moment they must all think, Jesus Christ, like, like, like we're saying, this is embarrassing this, you know, they're, they're working there and, you know, um, but it's quite it's quite refreshing to hear that he's actually going around and, and uh, he looks bothered, doing that. He looks bothered, but he looks devastated today. He just looked devastated, bless him. He's bothered. That's what you yeah. can see. But anyway, Absolutely. we'll see. Yeah, now, now it's uh, that time again for uh, me and you to go head to head. Mapping versus Howcroft. Half time, I well on for it. When I said Wednesday win uh, two goals, blah blah blah, well on for it, and then full time it's all gone to its up. So, just tell me points you finished on this week. Yeah, the, well, I've uh, I got seven points, and you got yep. five. So uh, it's five four to me now. Uh, I'm beating you for first time this season. Now. Um, Wednesday picks is a free to play game whereby asking and correctly predicting the outcome of the games can result in you winning a share of a thousand pound. I mean, you can't grumble at that, to be perfectly honest. Um, download the app today from your app store to play along. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. And if you use the link that's in the in the uh, in the show notes, that'll uh, that'll help us as well. So uh, I'll go first then. Uh, so this yep. is for the Uddersfield game in midweek. Uh, will yep. we? Um, Different questions this week as well for you, by the way. Well, then. Because questions have changed. So, will we score in the first half? Uh, I'm going to say no. Will we score in the second half? I'm going to say yes. Uh, how many goals will we score? I think we're just going to get the one goal. Uh, will Barry Bannon get an assist? Uh, no, he won't. And um, will Josh Windass score? I'm going to say yes because he uh, he has been knocking on the knocking on the door. So uh, I'll just read them out for you again. So, will we score in the first half? Yep. Uh, second half, will we score? No. Nope. How many goals? One. Will Barry Bannon get an assist? No. Nope. And will Josh Windass score? Nope. No. You can. 1 0 uh, Jordan Rhodes. 1 0 Jordan Rhodes first half. Magic. I hope it is. I, I really do hope it is. Now, for everyone listening, you can uh, you can play along with more questions. I think it's ten questions over overall, um, and obviously, you know, get your predictions in before that game so you can uh, win a share of that that thousand pound. Just one thing before we do go. 
Uh, you may have seen it on social media, but we've actually just tipped over 10,000 downloads of the podcast, which is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think we'd be saying this, uh, what, in mid, mid-March mid that we've uh, that we've got that many downloads. I've said it before, but I genuinely thought that we'd just be talking to ourselves for uh, for quite some time. So to have 10,000 downloads is just absolutely amazing. So much good feedback. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, keep sharing it with your friends and your family. Um, obviously, it's... You know, we're doing, we've got loads of things in the pipeline, loads of things that we want to want to do. Uh, it's only going to get quiz coming up as well, remember? Yep, get you get yourself down for the quiz. That's on the international break, so uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Have a, a good quiz for you all, and we'll uh, we'll have a go on that on that one. So uh, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you later. are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.